Space Life. I am your host, Mark Turka. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make us a part of your week. We got a good one in store for you this week. This week we're going to be breaking down the Call of Duty Modern Warfare beta. We got some talk about Google with their new uh, Play Pass, almost the uh, competitor to Apple Arcade. Uh, we have a new PlayStation State of Play. We're going to be talking about a new trailer for El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, and a lot, lot more. Plus, about halfway through the show, we're going to announce the winners of our big Gamer Goo giveaway. So be sure to turn, tune into that and to do all this with me here, as always. My kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, man? What's up, dude? Um, so tomorrow, September 25th, which did you know is comic book day? In the United States, I thought the one I thought back in May was Comic Book Day. That's com- that's oh, that's free, free comic that's free book comic day. day. So that's this my, is that's yeah. Comic Book Day to my heart. This is though. Comic Book Day. So okay. the age-old question: If you had a superpower, what would it be? And maybe not even just a superpower, mm. just some sort of ability. It doesn't have to be superpower like superhuman strength. Just just some, you know, extreme ability. What would you want it to be? Probably flying, man. Like flying Come to me, on, I, that's I too know, easy. but, but what, it's too easy. But what do you want me to do? Like, I turn into a spoon and like hide into a dishwasher? Like, no, I'm not gonna get like specific. Remember, remember the uh, Family Guy episode where he turns into a tampon? <laughs> yeah, and he jumps into her pocketbook, and now we play the waiting game. <laughs> um, I mean, what flight to me is like the greatest man to be able really? to fly anywhere. Any, I mean, and like I would want to be like Superman flight, so it's like crazy fast. So it's like not so only you're you not like, necessarily could, t- I could what reverse the earth reverse the earth like, no I don't need to be reversing earth like, but I just need to be able to get there fast so I can just go anywhere I want like almost in an instant now okay but, but flight or like you know we watched the boys like a train has like the speed would you want to you want to fly rather than run oh definitely like fly I want to fly I want to be able to go up and just hover even but then my when I do fly it's super fast like a train I want both. <laughs> That's Superman <laughs> flight. Superman can fly anywhere super fast. Yeah. I don't know. Why? What do you want? What's yours? I don't know. Like, I, I was thinking, like, I don't really, I, you just said before we went live, because we were talking about something like, man, are we old now? And it was like, <laughs> and, it, and so like, I don't necessarily want like a superhuman ability, but like maybe just like my, my day to day life, I, I do a lot of like reading. I take in a lot of like information. I love like information. So I think I'll just be able to read things faster. Yeah, hey, that's, <laughs> that's all I want to do. Yeah, you know what I mean? Absorb like, it. Absorb information yep. a lot faster than that because we live in an informational age. Yes. And and stuff is coming at you like something I read a half hour before um, this show started is probably old news by now. Mm-hmm. So the news cycle just constantly spins. Maybe just to take in the information like as it comes like instantaneously. Yeah. I Always be informed. Hmm. You know what? Sadly, I, probably within 10 to 15 years, you'll have something implanted in your brain that will just have you be mm-hmm. constantly informed. It's probably true. <laughs> right? Created by Apple or Google. <clears throat> Pick your yep. poison, probably one of them. <laughs> yep. uh, what's up, everybody? Thank you here for tuning into the show. We're so glad you guys could join us. Last week, Chris, here at the top of the show, we asked, or you asked me, I think, what show that yeah. was canceled when I want to <clears> see you to come back. We got a bunch of responses. First, real quick, I want to go over to Twitter. And uh, again, if you want to tweet us at The Enthused Life, we had a couple people tweet us. And uh, the first one was L. Beerman, and uh, he said, when Mike and Molly was canceled and two broke girls, that's one that uh, he said his wife, he says for him and his wife, they were both devastated. 
when the show was canceled. Those shows. Did you so watch either likes, one of those shows? Um, no, I never saw Mike and Molly. I don't think I ever saw Two Broke Girls, but I heard some good things about it. But um, so he's like the sitcom that, fan. Obviously, apparently. And they're like CBS sitcoms too, aren't they? Both of I think them. Both were both of them. I yeah. think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I never saw Mike and Molly though, but I don't know. It seemed too a little bit on the cheese side for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I never seen either one of them either. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got some emails this week as well. This one came to uh, or came to us from Rob Ron Dunn. If you want to email us, theenthuslife at gmail.com. And Ron says, I'm interested in the giveaway. So he wanted to uh, get in the interview giveaway. But he said, uh, more importantly, the show that got canceled that I wish didn't was lied to me with Tim Roth. Mm. He said, I don't know what it was about, that show, but I was super into it. It was on Netflix for a while, but I don't know if it still is. If you've never watched it, I'd say check it out. Also... It's- Oh, go ahead. You got anything on that show? No, I was just going to say Mr. Orange, Tim Roth. Mr. Yes, Orange. exactly. Was, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He says, uh, also, I want to say thank you for the podcast recommendations every week. I am fortunate enough to be able to listen to podcasts all day while at work. And as you can imagine, I go through quite a bit. I haven't been disappointed so far with the recommendations. So, Chris, keep those coming, man. What That's do you do a- for work? I know. I wish I could listen to a podcast <laughs> all day. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I have, I have another good one. Well, they're all good, but I have another good one at the end of the show. So the show, we got another good one. Yeah. And he says, yep. lastly, I'm absolutely loving Borderlands 3. It took me 34 hours to complete the main story and still have a bunch of side quests to do, plus the true Vault Hunter mode. I love the humor, and I thought the story was great. I did have some performance issues the first day, but after watching the hardware unbox video on performance settings, it's running smoothly. Thank you for keeping me entertained for about an hour every week. And whenever you decide to do more Tardy Tardis, mm. I'll be there, he says. That's the, that's the second time we've been asked to do the tardy tardis over yeah. we'll start we'll get to the tardis at some point man we just we yeah we will rolling right now we will uh one more good email too i want to read because it's also with the shows he says what's up y'all although i'm upset that my favorite show <laughs> actually this one comes to us from chad aka astastic yes. he says uh what's up y'all although i'm upset that my favorite show psych ended back in 2014 the ending was great and perfect to me he said they've done a movie a few years after the show ended and they're going to be making a second movie so he'll get his fix did you ever watch that oh, show? Oh, that's cool. Never watched that show. That Never was like a USA it. show, wasn't it, I think? Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know they made a movie for that. So, mm-hmm. And oddly enough, we're talking about a, a show that has a movie that off has a movie. Yeah. a little bit later on. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, I want to read the second part of the email, Chris, because this one is going to kind of refer to you and where you're going very soon. He says, on a side note, mm. when you think of a vacation, you think of rest and relaxation, especially at the beach, but not in my family. Says my family tends to vacation together, and with wife and her sister yelling at each other every day, and the kids yelling and running around, I need a vacation from my vacation, especially <laughs> a family trip to Disney World. Mm. Vacation is done. I'm ready to get back to work. Do you feel the same way? I, I'm gonna, I gotta jump in here, Chad. I mean, we go to Disney a lot here in yeah. my family, but every time we go, yes, like you, especially Disney itself, you need a vacation from that because you're just constantly running like non. Stop. Especially like Chris, you're going for the week, aren't you? You're doing the big week. We're doing Sunday to Saturday. Oh, you're Sunday to Saturday. Yeah. Well, and and like, like, you know, I haven't been there since I was five, but I have been to Vegas recently and I would kind of probably put that in the same realm that you're constantly walking. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just, um, excuse me. And I've been to Key West too. And Key West is, is, is low key, but it's so like hot hot there you have to decide if you want to do things during the day or do things <laughs> yeah. at night because if you do things at during the day you're just wiped you when the sun goes down yep um and then the nightlife is just the nightlife so it, 
I, I know what I'm in for and or at least I think I know what I'm in for. And then when I get down there, it's gonna be a completely different yeah. experience. But I will two tell you two, away, man. <clears throat> I know away. it's coming up, man. Two things, Chad. Uh, the family situation too. I think that's kind of more what he's alluding to, like the family arguing and all that. Like that's hilarious, man. I mean, I, I go yeah. through that too with my kids and, and the wife and that. We actually went on a Disney vacation with my parents and her mom uh, a few years back, mm-hmm. and that was yeah, that was just craziness. Um, <laughs> but then also, like Chris, I think your trip to Disney. I mean, you're going with family. It's not just you, yep. and your wife, and, and the kids. But I think right. having the kids might be a blessing right now for you because they're so little. Right. And you're going to probably spend more time seeing the characters and doing kind of the the kiddies. Not that there really are like anything at Disney that is specifically for adults, but right. like you're not going to be just going rampant on all these rides and going crazy. You're going to get a little bit more downtime than I think someone who has like. 10 year olds 11 year olds that are just constantly wanting to run all over yeah the place. i could see that you mean but but you're like 10 11 year olds are running around wanting to go on rides oh, they want to go on everything yeah yeah my well my you know four month old who's not gonna be doing anything but no. my my three-year-old will be just wanting to run around in general. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah. yeah we'll we'll see how it goes but, but you'll, I, you'll be I, meeting every character i'm sure man yeah, I um no, it's it's good that we're we're bringing other family members yeah. to kind of pawn them off every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I told my wife, I'm like, I'm, I'm I want to go. I haven't been in forever. Uh, we're gonna go this time, and then when my son gets to be maybe three, four, five, we'll go again, so he can experience it. And then I'm probably done. No, you're not. I, I you I, are not done. I no. think I am until no, I have like dude. grandkids. I don't. I think I might be. Oh, why? Why would I have to go back again? Unless more Star Wars, man, I'll experience it twice. I'm good. Uh, I'm better. good. It'll be better. I don't know. Time. We'll see. We'll see. I'm going in three weeks. We'll be there, Galaxy's Edge, about I three know. weeks. I can't I wait, know. man. We're actually they're doing magic hours. So if you stay on site, you can get into Hollywood Studios at six a.m. So we're gonna we're getting up like five a.m. Probably even actually earlier mm-hmm. than that, and then leaving our hotel around like quarter after five to be there. So I can't wait. Well, of course, we'll be talking about that here on the show, and then when Chris goes again about a month later, we'll be talking about it on the show again for yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. Uh, but let's let's get the show rolling here, Chris. Let's talk about some video games. And uh, last week, uh, I talked a little bit about, or I think I said, I had mentioned that the Call of Duty Modern Warfare beta, the first weekend had been out. Uh, this past weekend, the second weekend went out. It went out also on the Xbox and on the PC. And I, you know what? I'm happy to announce the first time I played it that first weekend, <clears throat> I didn't really like it. Because they. I'm so used to hopping into a Call of Duty, especially like Black Ops these last few years. And you're running, you're sprinting, you're jumping. I mean, even like advanced warfare, you have like jet boots. You're like climbing mm-hmm. on walls, bouncing off the walls and everything. And when you jump into modern warfare, I mean, I felt like my feet were in like molasses and in mud. And mm. part of that could have been because I've been playing so much Borderlands 3 where you're running and sliding and going fast. And I was like, man, right. this is totally different. Even my son, I mean, he loves <laughs> Black, uh, Black Ops 4. But even he was just like, dad, this is like, I don't like this. Like, it's too slow. So we went back to right. it, like or I went back to it, and um, I kind of settled in realizing like this, they really are going back to those older Call of Duties where it's hmm. crouch, peek around the corners, take your time getting through the map. It's not like basically Call of Duty has devolved into in the past few years, three lanes and you just run circles. You just keep running around the map. Eventually you'll see somebody either they kill you first, you kill them. And if you kill them, great, keep running. 
And right. like, that's all that that's all it's become. And it's fun. It's it's just kind of that mindless game where this now you're you have to think. I mean, there's a moment I put this up on Twitter where like I kind of go up to a building. I knew someone was in there. You see him pop in the window. I shoot. He throws like a flash grenade. I quickly duck. And then I kind of pop up, run up to the building, like put my back up against the building and then <laughs> run around the back, go in, like kill him. And then his buddy. Co- I mean, it's it's just such more of a tactical <clears throat> game than it's been like as of late. And I dude, I, I love this game. Like I, is it I wish it wasn't level? going away. What's that? I wish it wasn't going away. Like right now, the beta's done, and it doesn't come out till the end of October. Like I, I'm, ah, really? I'm like legitimately sad and that I can't play this game for another month. Is it, it like on the level of like Ghost Recon, like slowness or? No, 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 no. I mean, it's still okay. to, honestly, this feels to me um, like Battlefield Three. Because they also this weekend they put in uh, ground what they're they're calling ground war. It's the biggest, yeah. I guess. Well, I guess last year's um, battle royale mode was the biggest map they ever created. But this is the biggest like PvP two team map, if you want to say. It's thirty two versus thirty two wow. vehicles. So it's it's just straight up battlefield. Oh, cool. Like they made their own battlefield mode, mm-hmm. which was never in a Call of Duty. And I I love it, dude. Like it plays really well. It's like the the last two battlefields to me, they made you feel almost too spongy, and the aiming never really felt tight. This takes the tightness of the Call of Duty controls, but then puts okay. you in that massive map of domination where there's you know five control points like Battlefield, and you're kind of going around. It feels to me like Battlefield Three, maybe a little bit into Battlefield Four. So it's kind of fast like those, and it's just it's good, man. Like they. But did they you really think it. that they would make a bad game you know what i mean i'm i'm dude and you you really th- i think i attributed you not liking it in the beginning to exactly what you said to to playing a game that is like super speed like supersonic yeah, speed and like too. That, yeah exactly but I, well, like i didn't think they were gonna make a bad game i just thought it was gonna be another like oh we're putting modern warfare on it and even though it all the interviews i've read and everything you've seen they're like we're we're going back to that old style i just i was like yeah right guys we've kind of heard that like last year it's boots back on the ground is what you know boots on the ground is what black ops okay. 4 was no it was slide all over the place like a maniac like you're playing vanquish <laughs> from sega years ago like it just that was i just expected that but it's not yeah and um, it, it really is, I think, a breath of fresh air into the Call of Duty franchise. And, you know, it might not be some people's cup of tea, honestly. Like, if you're into yeah. that real super fast Twitch shooting, it's not here, man. Like, that's not what this is. And the the other cool thing is is there's a big campaign that they're bringing with it. But then they're also mm-hmm. bringing that Spec Ops mode back, which is the two-player co-op, which was not in the beta. But it's where, you know, there's a handful of missions, and it's you and someone else, which it's going to be me and my son doing doing these mm-hmm tearing through these missions together we're gonna have a blast playing it cool. like it's, it's definitely i think gonna be a, a a real good game real entry to the series and the cool thing man is this is i guess you could say Fortnite is probably the first but in terms of triple a title from a developer who only makes triple a <laughs> games not i don't want to say epic is indie because obviously they're not now mm-hmm. full-on cross-platform play so oh, my son really? downloaded it on playstation 4 Right. This weekend, I downloaded it on Xbox One. We were able to join each other in voice chat and play seamlessly. Wow. It also connects with the PC. <clears throat> so a lot of people are like, oh, mouse and keyboard. It, te- it It's specifically trying to put keyboard players together, mouse and keyboard players together, and controller people together. Okay. You can choose to open it up and just let it, go, let it roll. And then they have stops in there where if you start, let's say, with a controller... And then you quickly swap out to a mouse and keyboard thing like, haha, I'm going to be sneaky. It won't let you do that. 
So they, <laughs> they put that in there that you can't do that. And you, you can actually play if you want to play against PC people and you have an Xbox, hook yep. up your mouse and keyboard to your Xbox and you can play mouse and keyboard on your Xbox. Okay. It's crazy, dude. All right. It's the future, Chris. The future of Call of Duty, man. Uh, it, like, what feeling? is the you, future of Call of Duty? Seriously, though, what is the future of it? Like, I don't know, man. How, like, you know, like it, when I said like last week or a couple weeks ago when we were talking about it and I said, are they still making those yearly? And you're like, hey, man, like Madden. Does, I'm like, all right, you know, that's a great point. Yeah. They keep coming out with Madden. But Madden, I feel like they can because it's, you know, a the new football change. schedule, the yeah. team change. Like how many different phases of war can you do where yeah. it doesn't just seem boring? I mean, I think they've they've been doing it so far, and it's that's what well, that's what I was gonna say is like in theory you think that like yeah like how many times could you do it? But and people can not call a duty all they want. Give those guys credit. Yeah. Every year it truly is a very different game. It's always mm-hmm. number one because it's a different developer. They have three teams now working on them. As long as they throw the campaign in, that's always different. If you get people that like zombies, there's no zombies this year because it's the spec ops. But like mm-hmm. that's there. Last year you had the the battle royale mode. You know the PvP is different. The game, even though I'm saying you know it's not fast like it's been the last few years. If you break down the last four or five years, those games all still do play differently by them giving you different abilities and all the um, what do you call them like uh, kill streaks and all that that are in there. So the games really are different, and they've been able to keep that cadence. So it's like, and and yeah. honestly, like. If you're going to spend $60 on a video game and you like shooters, pretty much every year you can't really go wrong with Call of Duty. Yeah, like if you have right. $60, you're going to get value out of that game if you enjoy PvP uh, shooting. Like it's Kudos to them, man. Yeah, I know. It's impressive. So, I'm looking Very forward impressive. to the campaign, definitely, for that thing, for sure. Cool. Um, real quick, too, I want to wrap up Borderlands 3. Finish the campaign this week. I think I'm at yep. level 40 now on that. Um, What's did, the max? Uh, 50. Okay. I don't know if I'm gonna play to 50, man. Like, I at some point I'll. Get, I knew you were At some man. point I'll get there, but I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, you know, it's You'll super fun. It's super yeah. fun. Okay. I, I'm gonna. I actually didn't buy the season pass. I plan on buying the season pass though. When I when when that first DLC comes out, because I dude, I had a lot of fun. That's one of the games I've had the most fun with all year. Mm-hmm. But it's not like for me on the level of like a, a hobby game like Destiny. You know, used to be like it's just all right. I got through it and. What's next? Yeah. Give me now. Right. I'm, I'm looking forward to you know playing the new Destiny expansion next week when that comes out. Like that's just where I am. So I don't you'll know. finish it. Well, I guess you say when the, the play pass or whatever it is comes out, you'll finish. I was gonna say you'll finish it when they announce Dest or um, Destiny Borderlands Four, <laughs> and then you're gonna rush back to finish. The, well, you finish well, it, finished. but like, well, but that's it seems like it's like what was there not more? Uh, and just you know the the discussion that we have ongoing with me, you and Bill, like it seems like there's just more to do in this game than the other two. And you haven't done that yet. Well, the way, what, what so, there is, is there's more side quests, obviously that I didn't do right. all of them in my first playthrough. And the way the game works is you go into what's called true vault hunter mode, true vault hunter mode basically resets the game. So you go back to the very beginning, but you keep everything that you have. So you're the right. same level, all your skills, all your guns, and you can just continue to play, but you're pl- just playing the game again. So what I was originally going to do, and what I, I have done a little bit of, I've, I've gone into that mode, is I'm kind of going back through doing the, the story and then the side quests. Because I skipped a lot of the side quests as I was going through it, just because I wanted to get to this, this point. Because you get better drops, the enemies are harder, you have more mm-hmm. abilities, it's just more fun to play. Um, right. But this time they also put in what's called Mayhem mode. 
And Mayhem, there's three levels, one, two, or three. And to do Mayhem, you have to beat the campaign. And then at that point, you can crank up to Mayhem 3. Mayhem 3 gives the enemies like 150% health, 150% shields. Plus, then it just throws random modifiers in like... You know, enemies do 200% fire damage to you or whatever. So you got to like just play differently. So that's cool that they added that in there. The only problem that's kind of dumb is to get that like into true Vault Hunter mode. You have to go through and beat all of true Vault Hunter mode again. And like, or I guess the first time to then unlock those three where it's like, I've already done that. Why can't I just put it, go into true Vault Hunter mode and turn on mayhem while I'm in there? I already, I already did it. Why do I need to do that again? And then in the end, it's like, why would I do any of this? For what? I don't know. Like, you're just, <laughs> yeah, what's the that's the point? The payoff just it's kind of where I am off. now. It's like I'll hit fifty, yeah. and then why? Like, there's yeah. a a billion guns, so I'm never gonna see a billion guns, right? And has anybody discovered? Yeah. Remember, I think it was Borderlands one. Maybe it was the first one. It had to be one. I don't know. Um, the glitch. Where you could like drop into that room if you played if you played the game <laughs> yeah. like it was in the end 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 part of the game and you got access to this vault which blew up in like General three minutes or something vault. like yeah, that yeah yeah and then someone found a freaky glitch where you could drop into that and have free reign of that room has anybody found any like I haven't seen that crazy, yet like, but my buddy Jaded um, who I've been playing with on the Xbox he found there is and i there are videos up of this there's a pipe bomb that you can get like a grenade it's called like something pipe bomb mm-hmm. totally broken it's not even like a legendary it's a blue for those of you that are playing the game so you know blues are like really nothing mm-hmm. melts anything that you throw at it <laughs> so dude i'm talking very first thing we did he we finished the campaign together me and jaded we hopped in there cranked it up to mayhem 3 went to one of the big bosses he was down in like 30 seconds. Really? Just stupid. And the only thing, it wasn't really 30 seconds. The thing that held us was the boss had three phases. So like, you know, you take about a third of its health bar and then it kind of goes through right. this animation and they're talking to you. Right, or whatever, right. And you go through the next one immediately into the phase. And then immediately when we could do damage again, boom, right back to it. <laughs> totally breaks the game completely. So what happened was people were taking that and going, fighting these bosses and you were getting like guaranteed like four of these epic drops or whatever. And so Gearbox has actually nerfed that. So they didn't nerf the bomb, but they nerfed the drops. So you're oh, not okay. getting as many weapon, like epic weapon drops. So, but still, okay. I mean, you just go in there, dude. You throw a grenade at these things, and they're just melted. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's just breaks cool. the game. Is it difficult to get this thing or no? no it's just it's a random. little. It's a little quest it's... that Claptrap has for you. And well, you really want to wait till you're level. Like I haven't gotten it yet because my buddy's like, he's like, you probably want to get it when you're level fifty. Because what this game does is when you get your drops. It's at the pretty much at the level you're at, or like one above, and you can't mm-hmm. upgrade them. So I don't want to get the grenade mm. at a level 34 uh, and have it not I be see. a 50. Where like you know a game like Destiny, when you get those weapons, you can craft and upgrade them along the path. And so that's another thing with this game. Like our buddy Bill's mm. like, here's all these loot keys to get these guns, and I'm getting all these amazing guns, and I'm like, I don't care about anything wow. that I have right now because I'm not max level. Why do I care? None of this stuff, I, I won't use any of this stuff when I'm level 50. Even the epic, exotic, whatever they call these things, by the time I'm at end level, I'm not going to use them because they're they're garbage to me. So how can you, is there a way to, to like say for that weapon specifically, to get it and then um, get rid of it and then get it again when you're like you at level 50? You just got to get it as a random drop. You just got to get it at random. You just have to get it randomly. Now, see, the at... problem with the claptrap, it's a quest. It's a quest reward. Right. So if so you, you do can't... it on your first playthrough, 
you'll get it at whatever the level 30 or whatever it is. Now, I honestly don't know if the thing is just still broken at that level. It may very well be. Right. But if you go into true Vault Hunter mode, you know, which is then that second playthrough, you have to then get to the point where you can do the quest again. And hopefully you're level 50 at that point, or at least wait till you hit 50 and then go back and do the quest. I mean, that's really the thing to do. But right. yeah, with all the gear, I mean, that's what sucks. It's like anything you get before level 50 is nothing. So because I remember before it was like a gun. So anything that drops, you can use right then and there. There's been a few drops where like if I'm 35, there'll be like a 36. Well, okay. That's but I'm fine. on the but, cusp. But, I'm like right on the cusp. Yeah, but 36, nothing, then nothing, nothing is a 46 or no, anything no, like no, that. No, 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 no. Because that's no. how the old game was, right? I'm pretty sure. There, there were times where you like couldn't use more. something. Right. You, if you wanted a gun that you liked, you had to save it until you were yeah. up at that level. This is different. Hmm. That's yeah. interesting. So, okay. And just, you know, because there's so many guns, I, I mean, and I'm sure there's ways, I'm sure people are probably screaming at their car or whatever they're listening to us through right now, saying like you can get certain guns from, you know, just farming a certain boss. I know that does exist in the game, but that's the mm-hmm. point. It's like, I right now I don't really care. And even in yeah, the end, the- what is, I just, because I maybe haven't played enough Borderlands recently, I don't really know what this end game is going to be. I know there's there's a Halloween event that's coming up. That's okay. just going to give you like some new skins, which I don't care what my character really looks like because you never really see them in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like supposedly there's raids, but I think the raids in Borderlands are just like big bosses that you fight, which, hey, that's cool. But mm-hmm. like I would prefer a Destiny style raid where it's me and five other people with mechanics and we're doing teamwork. That's what I want. Like I don't want to just a bullet sponge giant boss that we're throwing pipe grenades at and they melt in three seconds. Like I don't need mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Yeah. So, do you do you not care what you look like anymore in a game? Destiny, is that not as I do. Important to you? I Destiny, I do because so much of Destiny, especially when you're in the tower, you're you're third person, so you see your guardian there, and then right. you're doing emotes, bumps back to third person, um, and then I just I just like to look badass in Destiny, dude. And every time you go into your inventory in Destiny, you see your character, so it's like I so, want to look. And with the new expansion, Shadow Keep, we finally finally can have a version of transmog which chris for you if you don't know what that is it's basically like i can wear like, i know whatever. what it is but why don't you let the re- the uh, listeners know, <laughs> okay so yeah i'll let the gonna... listener know what that is yeah right. but i can wear the helmet that gives me the you know crazy power ability that i want but i can make it look like another helmet that i just like and i can look like yeah. i want to look like like i don't have yeah. to just put on and look like a goofball or what looks like goofball to me and Finally, we can do that in Destiny, so you can look cool. Because half of my Destiny career has just been wearing shit that I think looks cool. It's as, right. I've never been yeah. about like all the you know some guys get deep into the perks and all that. I've, I've never really been all about that. I just want to look badass. You know what they got to do in Destiny? Put that. I don't know if they can do it legally. Put the Hayabusa helmet from Halo um, into Destiny. I want to say there's a Warlock helmet that's pretty damn close. That's similar. It. That's pretty damn close. Yeah, there's a lot uh, of dude. dude there's, I'm telling you, man, Destiny. I can't. I'm really oh, looking no. forward with Shadowkeep. <laughs> I know. I'm not telling you. Anything, you're, you're getting back. It's free to play, Chris. It's free to play. Free to play. I own it. I have Destiny. Yeah, but you're talking you, about... you can get to, you can get up to the point now. You'll log in. You'll be of level with everybody else. Dude, do you know how many times I've done that? <laughs> I'm not kidding. You're like, dude, if you log in, they'll bump you up to level whatever. I've done that like four <laughs> yeah, times. This and is then different, I different, Chris. It's different this time, I promise. <laughs> um, but I am looking forward to Shadowkeep. I could, really, because I can't wait to play it on PC, man. The game looks so good on PC. Yeah. I, I honestly really cannot wait. And I'm looking forward to most of just the new location and playing the story. So I okay. just, I'm on board for that. Um, all right. 
Before yeah. we get moving on here, let's announce the winners. The, announce the winners of this giveaway, Chris. We're almost like thirty minutes into the show, man. We got so much more to cover here. <laughs> um, so uh, we did last week our sponsor, Gamer Goo. You guys know Gamer Goo, our good friends over there. The antiperspirant for your hands. Your hands aren't sweating while you're gaming. They gave us ten. 10 sample packs to give out to you guys. So here are all the winners. If you hear your name here, I will be reaching out to you to get your address. And our good friends over at GamerGoo will be hooking you up. So we got Josh from Columbia, Justin from North Carolina, Matt from Georgia, who, by the way, sent us an email, who is listening to the Galaxy's Edge Black Spire audiobook, getting ready mm-hmm. to go to uh, Galaxy's Edge, which he said he heard. I mentioned that here on the show. Very so nice. I think we got we to listen to that, Chris, before we go. Uh, mm-hmm. We have L. Beerman from Texas, D-Rock from Dallas, uh, Tony Esquibel, Ron Dunn, Astastic, you got some too, Slade Steel Soul, and Billy from New York. So congratulations to you guys. We will be reaching out to each of you, and you're each going to be getting that Gamer Goo sample pack headed your way. And if you're interested you're in Gamer it. Goo, what's that? You're going it. Yeah, going it. Uh, if any of you are interested in GamerGoo, you can go check out GamerGoo.com. Use our promo code TEL, T-E-L, as in The Enthusiast Life. Save yourself 10% off your order over there. And if you want to just check it out for free, they got free samples over there. I think you just pay the shipping, and they will hook you up. Chris, your favorite flavor, I know you've been saying, is the Teakwood. Mine definitely. Or is it Teakwood or no, Vanilla Sugar? Were you like Mine's it? the Vanilla Sugar. The Vanilla Sugar. That's right. Yeah. So we're not we're not going to do a final four or anything this week, but uh, Teakwood wins every time in my book. Uh, so go check out GamerGoo.com. Again, you can find that in the show notes. And guys, at one, we will be reaching out to you uh, very soon to get your addresses. Uh, Chris, Google yep. is entering, well, they've been entering the gaming space, obviously, for a while, and with Stadia coming out, but they're entering the Apple Arcade game service area mm. if you want to say and they're gonna say <laughs> apple you're five dollars a month for your hundred games how about 350 apps in yeah. games for five bucks you poo poo that and apple. two bucks for the first 12 months yeah man that's huge it's a steal it really is i've signed up for it already did you i did and i've downloaded like way too many games it'll probably take me <laughs> a long time to get seriously man like uh I, I kind of was like a, a giddy kid in a candy store when I when I signed up for this and seeing all the because they, they have a space for um, when you go into Google Play and, and you sign up for it, they add uh, an icon on the bottom that's just mm. Play Pass. And you hit that and it's just like the whole library of games that you can just download oh, immediately. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. Can, like, you, get, it, can it, you get this on like, well, can it work on Chromecast or can you use like a Fire Stick or anything like that? Because see, that's one of the things about Apple Arcade is that it works on iPad, works on iPhone, works on Mac, and works on Apple TV. And all you, those games can be played on all of it. I would assume you can. Like, I don't know how you would do it through a Fire Stick, but through like a Android TV, you like you like you have the the Directv now the box that they. I don't know. You didn't get that. No, nope. ah, my wife okay. got the email. Didn't sign up. All right. Well, yeah, I got that. Sense. And there, there was a thing in there where you could download everything from Google Play was available through that DirecTV Now box. It was an Android box, technically. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming you could probably do it that way. Um, okay. I know there's some Android phones where you can just cast your screen right to the, mm-hmm. the television and just still play from your phone, but it would show up on your screen, just Chromecasting it basically. But um, yeah, man, like I, I was 
it's just so it's a great deal. I mean, even even when it goes to to five bucks, it's still a great deal. Yeah, that's what the Apple one is. Yeah, it's five bucks because the, it shows you, you know, right in in Google Play, um, it has a uh, the the logo for this is like a it looks like a fifty fifty raffle ticket with the Google nice. colors and everything. Yeah. So you know if a game is if you're just scrolling like the regular uh, Google Play, looking for games that ticket will be next to it. Or like I said, you can go into the the section of Google play where the, the play pass is and it has all the games right there, but it's just so satisfying to see like, like one of the games you can get is limbo. Remember limbo? Yeah. Oh yeah. You can get that. I think it's Big five bucks. Now, yeah. Well, I'm looking at some just, of the, this article I'm looking at, you got monument Valley, Stardew Valley, star Wars, Knights of the old Republic. Yeah. Terraria. Knights, dude, Knights of the old Republic's like a $15 game. Yeah. It's killer, man. I mean, it's, and it's great it's, to see that price like slashed and then zero next to it. You just <laughs> download it right. Well, that's what I'm telling you, man. Free. That's why I've totally like come back to the Xbox like ecosystem with Game Pass. You you just you can't beat that, man. And and then knowing that every Xbox game coming out now, you just get it. Yeah, this is where we is are it, now. I think with games now. No. I, I think the you know we we talked a while ago about this. It might have been even even after E3, but like my my concern with a lot of these is like where do developers start getting the money then you know like what is really the break like we talked about gears five what two weeks ago it was like i would love to know how many people actually bought the game so how much money are they actually getting i'm sure every time it's downloaded microsoft then pays them x amount like that's how playstation plus and xbox live gold and all that works right but like if there's 350 games and you decide to have your game be a part of this mm-hmm. how much are you really gonna get paid man from from this, you know, and like, is it worthwhile to do that or to not do it? I mean, you know, it's, it might be kind of the same well, thought of like, you know, when, originally when people were or game companies were very hesitant to allow their games to be streamed. And it was mm-hmm. like, no, you, you can't show our games. We want people to buy them and play for it. But then they realized like, no, if people watch other people play it, they'll buy our right. game. So I maybe, wonder if like, because a lot of times on, on, on uh, I'm sure it's true for the uh, App Store. A lot of times games go on sale. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they'll go from $1.99 to 99 cents. There are times where they go free for a little while. Mm-hmm. I know like when around the holidays, like for not Christmas holidays, but like for some reason like Memorial weekend, there's always games like on sale for that. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if this is just like an extension of that because this is going to change. This is going to change month to month. So if you're a developer and you say like, all right, I'll put my game on there for a month and see what it does. I'm sure you get some cut from Google if, you know, the, the game is downloaded and then put it up there I don't know if you have a say over that or what, what the contract mm-hmm. is you have to put in with Google. But after a month is up, then you put it back on the market for ninety nine cents or two bucks, and see what happens. And then, if you if you have enough if you have enough say over that, you can keep putting it back up there month to month if you wanted to. Hmm. You know, it's just it's just like putting it on sale basically. Yeah. But for a lot, a lot of these games, like Knights of the Republic, like I said, it's a fifteen dollar game, man. That's a great deal. Limbo is a five dollar game. Played it. I um, have it. Done. You should play. It, it is on mobile. It's rough. I actually have it on my mm. phone, but that is. Did you play Terraria a lot? Wasn't that you? I played it back when we were podcasting years ago. We had some friends that did that we that we used to podcast with. They would play it like crazy, and I downloaded it and played a few times with them. But oh um, no, it's like side scrolling Minecraft, basically. No, but, uh, I'm see. I always get that confused with the Splunk. Oh, Splunky. Oh, dude. Don't even get started. Splunky? Oh, we're going to yes. be talking about Splunky you, too, probably when uh, that launches here in the next six months, hopefully. Uh, yes, yeah, oh, Splunky's the bomb. It's my game yeah. of the year, like every year. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what's interesting about this too, and talking about where people are going to get money, is Apple, Apple Arcade. Um, mm-hmm. They're kind of requiring a lot of those games to be exclusive to mm. Apple Arcade, and on top of that, there's Apple, a shocker. Apple, well, but listen, Apple is helping to fund the development of a lot of those games. So Apple is basically giving the developer some of the money and having a hand. And I know you could say poo poo. No, like man. Three hundred fifty games. That, what is that? Quantity That's is not bribing. always. Listen, That's dude. Quantity is not people. always quality. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying. So I'm saying that a lot is of these such games. A shit, come dude. On, dude. Come on. Like, well, no, 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 no. All right, go ahead. Go. But what I'm trying go. to say, man, just listen, listen. What Apple's yes. trying to do is have a hand curated list of games that you can go to that are new games that aren't Knights of the Old Republic from 2001, the mobile version, that isn't Terraria from 10 years ago. They're trying to have brand new games and push new indie developers and say, hey, we'll help you make your game, bring it to our platform. Because again, I'm I'm looking right now. So these things on Google Play Pass are Android Android mobile, laptop, and tablet devices. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it says laptop. I, I don't know how much how big these games are going to be, but these Apple games, a lot of them are meant to be run on Macs and Apple TV and like to be used mm-hmm. with a controller or mouse and keyboard. So I think you're going to get bigger games with Apple Arcade, where I think with sure. this, you're going to get more mobile games, if that makes any right. sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is fine. Right. Dude, they're both amazing deals, I think. Oh, sure. Absolutely. But, I mean, but that's what I'm saying with Apple is like they're trying to be the, the more classic Apple, put your yeah. monocle on and, you know, strong arm. Yeah. Have your little pinky up in the air and say, hmm, Apple Arcade, we got better games. But I think that's Either cool they're doing arm. that, man. Uh, I don't think they're strong arming them, man. They're they helping are, fund dude. these. They're <laughs> Apple. Dude, of course they're strong. They're Apple. That's what they do. They don't want to share with anybody except themselves. Did you read the article about J.J. Abrams, how he did not sign an exclusive deal with them? I didn't. Because like, he, he, they, would, they didn't want him to do anything else for any other studio oh, while, well, if yeah. he was under contract. It's like, no. So the like, one they, they try to go to the one guy who has his hands in pretty much everything in pop culture and say, you just do it for us. We, I mean, come on. Yeah. No. That's but stupid. but that's app that's Apple's mindset. They said, okay, no, then we'll go find somebody else to do it. I don't know. A, a, dude, Apple makes great products. They're they're an insanely profitable company. They do it their way. More power to them. From the consumer side of it, I I don't like it. <laughs> Because I, because I, me, I'm more, and and you, you, you were that way too. Like you just said, you just talked about, uh, was it Modern Warfare that yeah. you can play on all different platforms? Yep. Apple would be like, no, not doing it. Mm. Do it with Fortnite right. though. They let you do it with Fortnite. They already do it, Chris. They already mm. let you do it with Fortnite. I have to look into that more before I can comment. <laughs> What's to look into? Do you do? I, I just have to look I, into. I it can play on my can. Xbox, and Cam can play on his iPad, and we can play together. Like that's a thing. But see, I think that that in that instance, that's the pressure of Epic and Fortnite. You know, that's not Apple saying it's just like you have to have you have to have Fortnite on your platform. I mean, you are, your toaster can probably run Fortnite because it just has to. <laughs> like you got to have it. Um, all right, let's move away from Google Play. In the end, I think it's a yep. great deal if you if and this is available now, right, Chris? Obviously, right now. So yep. if you have if you have an Android phone, I mean, the, the, two uh, bucks for a year like that. Well, is that deal. I was just gonna say that deal. The 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 dollar ninety nine for the first year ends. Pretty sure they said October tenth. Okay. So it's not like uh, it's not like at any point during the first year you can sign up for a dollar ninety nine and then say there was like six months left in that first year yeah. you get it for no it's done on uh, okay October tenth. So get in on that, folks. Um, yeah. Let's see. Today we had a PlayStation State of Play. Don't not really too much here. Which Chris, one thing I meant to tell you earlier 
is there is a mm. L.A. Noir the VR case files coming to the PlayStation mm. VR. So mm-hmm. L.A. Noir in VR. What do you think of that? Is it like a completely new game, or it's the I L.A. Noir game just in virtual reality? It's, I think it's just. I think it's got it's it's new like scenes and things like that, and probably going through yeah. some of the old ones too. But it's all VR. So, dude, I loved that game, man. That, that game was. I don't think that game gets enough credit for being like as revolutionary as it's it on was. The Switch, you can buy a Switch and get it on the Switch and now. They released. Is it. it really? Yeah, man. Yep. Released it on the Switch. Uh, I think the big thing coming from their uh, state of play was Last of Us Two. We finally got um, a release date. It is dropping mm-hmm. February twenty first, twenty twenty. Um, Chris, I know you don't play games that much anymore, but The Last of Us One was indeed a game that you loved. I and loved that you it. Played. Loved it, dude. That opening sequence mm-hmm. could be the best opening sequence that any game ever made. No, 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 no. It is the best opening <laughs> sequence of any video right. game. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, yep. And it never felt, it never like dragged on for too long. It was the 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 right amount of time. The only thing was maybe the ending was a little bit just maybe sudden. You didn't really, mm-hmm. could have just continued on. There's no like finality to it. So maybe we get... You know, where well now maybe we picks up, but it seems like Ellie's a little bit older. Yeah, well, there was here. there was some DLC that I, I'll admittedly I've never played the DLC. Oh, that's true. I and didn't so you see Ellie that, with yeah. her her girlfriend. You see them in yeah. the, in the trailer here. So there is some story there that, you, that we just don't know because you and I didn't play that. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say, just going back to Last of Us One, like I remember at the time saying it, and I still kind of stand by it. Like the last of us was a game that obviously naughty dog learned everything from the uncharted series with, in terms of storytelling and that, but I just, I never thought I would experience a game story just told that way to Mm. perfection. Like the game with the banter between the characters and the animations and everything was just so spot on. Yes. It was a hard, harsh difficult and when i say difficult i don't mean necessarily that the game itself was hard which it did have some moments but i'm talking just the impact emotionally that i had on you like this was mm-hmm. a, it was a rough game and looking at this trailer i mean this is now kind of the i don't know if this is the third or fourth time we've kind of seen anything from this game it's gonna deliver again like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one man it's gonna uh, be a yeah, heavy man. game I, definitely I'm, I'm obviously selective on what i play you think you'll get it i do Will you do more than just take selfies like you did in Spider-Man for, for 20 minutes? That was so much fun, though, man. I know, that was, but you got like to play that game, Chris. I, no, I did. I played like maybe no, four or five you, missions, and I loved Spider-Man it. But it's amazing. I, I, yeah, I got to go back to it. And, go back, man. But yeah, but I do. I think I'm going to uh, I think I'm gonna pick this up. Yeah, I'm all in for yeah. this for sure. Can't yeah. wait to see um, just kind of the rest of that story plays out. And the, again, it looks amazing. So yeah. that's coming February 21st. Uh, let's shift gears here a little bit now to uh, some movies, some Netflix, like we usually do here on the show. Uh, the Between Two Ferns movie <laughs> is out called Between Two Ferns, the movie. The movie. Uh, it is available on Netflix if you have not seen this, if you're not familiar with what it is. It's Zach Galifianakis's, uh web show from Funny or Die. And uh, he basically <laughs> just made a movie out of it and it's him trying to make it be this what big television show i only watched probably about 20 30 minutes today on lunch yeah. um but uh yeah it's classic, <laughs> Dude, man. Like, it's great i don't know like th- this type of humor is like it's like make or break with people like this is like what i find hilarious and my wife will sit there and be like why did i marry you like, <laughs> you like why do you think this is funny i just think like stupid humor done right 
is the best kind of humor. Mm-hmm. And like and and Zach Galifianakis and Will Ferrell, although Will Ferrell's not in it a ton, um, they're that that's the kind of humor that I absolutely love. And this show, dude, the Between Two Ferns thing, like if you had like you could you could knock all these out. They're really quick. They're maybe like ten minutes long, if that. Um and you know it's an act and everything, but the way that it's presented and the questions he asks people. So good. Absolutely hysterical. And and, and this is just more of it in in a feature length movie. It's great. It's fantastic. I actually listened to um uh Will Farrell. There's a uh you know Dak Shepard, right? Mm-hmm. He, he does he does a really good podcast called uh, Armchair Expert. And he just interviews people like he like Howard Stern is probably the greatest interviewer out there. Dak Shepard's right there, man. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, dude. Because it's just a conversation. It's not like this, like, you know, uh, okay, here's late night. Is he better What's than that? Hardwick? Chris Hardwick's pretty good, dude. Hardwick like, that's, that's the only too, reason man. I like yeah. Nerdist. And like, even we I don't watch Walking Dead anymore, but I used to love watching like the whatever the Talking show Dead. was after the Talking Dead. Just kind yeah. of just love the dude, man. Yeah, because he's so knowledgeable on them. And he's so like into it. And and Dak Shepard's like the same way. Like they it's they just do because they have the time. Like every episode of this this uh, podcast is hour and a half, two hours long. So there's no rush to, you know, like right, I was going to say, yeah, like, they're just laid it's back not like a late night with Jimmy Fallon where they have to get all this stuff in in like five minutes. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. Like it's just a conversation. And, um, Will Ferrell, he did, he did an episode of Will Ferrell and Will Ferrell was talking about how the, the comedy movie today, like we don't get comedy movies. Like we used to get, like, even when, when we were like in high school, like the Billy Madison style of yeah. comedy movies, like, to, and I can't remember how Will Ferrell like described it a lot better than than I can remember how he said it. But he's like, it's very just linear. Like you're you're with one character for the duration of the movie, and you just see him go from point A to point Z, and you just know what you're in for, and it's not gonna win any Oscars. It's just there to entertain you for an hour and a half. You don't get that in comedy movies anymore. Yeah. And he's so right. He's so right. You think about it. We almost got more like, I don't want to say character movies, but like you think you had like Austin Powers, you had Billy Madison, you had Happy Gilmore, you had the water boy, you had, you you can think of all, I mean, even, even throw in like American pie, like those people in those movies were those, those characters. And now it's more just like, it's the movie and not really the, not to say that they were like cartoon well, characters, but that's almost like what they were, you know? Like you could remember Billy Madison and remember all these quotes and all these things, or Anchorman, you know, and you think of all quotes that he has and all stuff like that, and you just don't get movies really like that anymore. I don't know why. I, I'm, I'm just trying to like do, like think in my head really quick, like, <clears throat> but don't you feel like a lot of the co- like comedy movies now, they feel like they have to be R-rated? Probably. They have to be like be vulgar. Raunchy. Yeah. Right. Like that's what's comedy now. Rather than just having like this family friendly like comedy stuff, like you don't get a lot of that anymore. Hmm. And this is this is you know there's language and stuff in this, but it's not the centerpiece of like super bad. It was like teenagers like being vulgar and and partying and being like stupid and rambunctious. Mm-hmm. This is just stupid humor that's fucking. Well, hilarious. this is, this reminded me of like the was it Christopher Best was that his name and he did like like the Best in Show oh, yeah. and yeah. all those right like, dude that's kind of like what this is I mean it's it's <laughs> right. a, a mockumentary you know yep. it's the Spinal Tap that type of thing and it's him just kind of behind the scenes of the two <laughs> between the two ferns right. and it's 
I like movies like that. I mean, I remember we went to see, what, Mighty Wind in the theater. We found, like, some tiny theater in Albany that was showing it yep. up in New York that we went to see See yep. that. Um, so if you're into that humor, I think this movie is up your alley. And, I mean, most people, come on, most people think Zach Galifianakis is hilarious. And on top of that, the amount of people that are in this movie. Oh, huge. I mean, Matthew McConaughey, you see almost immediately. Uh, Keanu <laughs> yeah. Reeves was in it right almost yeah. immediately. I mean, I'm going down the list. Chance the Rapper, uh, you know, Will Ferrell uh john legend it's just i mean the list goes on here in this movie it's lots and lots of paul rudd is in the movie oh, Haley steinfeld john ham so uh yeah you get a lot of a lot of people in this movie for sure yeah. so uh and it's on netflix so go check, check it, out. it out uh one of the cool thing we watched on netflix this week we watched the first episode of is uh there's a great documentary out about bill gates mm. called inside bill's brain decoding bill gates and uh, kind of goes into it starts with more like the philanthropy that him and his wife do, but then kind of throughout it, it's kind of going back and forth um, to him, like just creating Microsoft and kind of where he got started and all that. But it just really sheds light on like a guy who has essentially everything. And when I say that, I mean more it's money. He has everything right. in that sense. I mean, he has he's married, so he's got a family, so he has all that. But somebody who just said, you know what, I have all of this, and one day literally read an article about young kids dying of diarrhea yeah and just said why like why are kids and he just looked into it and was like it's it's the water so him and his wife give more than five billion let me say that one more time five billion dollars a year give it away to help third world countries with water and immunizations and food and all that i mean that is just mm. incredible man because she like, doesn't you, you just get that insight into him there. And, you know, you just don't see that from, you know, the rich like that. It's crazy. No, and, and that's not the only thing he gives money to. That You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Like his, his like uh, HIV and AIDS yeah. like research stuff, the money he's given to that, we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for mm -hmm. him. And it's just, he doesn't have to do that stuff. Like you said, no. like he, he could, he could sit back in his house, which if you want to read up, do they go into detail about the house he lives in or no? Or have you not too much not, in the first episode, yet? but they okay. do show him going to the office and they mentioned that he doesn't, you know, he's not on the board of directors or anything for Microsoft anymore. But like that first day, his uh, secretary is going down the list and she's like, at nine o'clock, he has this. Ten o'clock, he has this. Right, at 11, he's right. got a conference call with Warren Buffett. And at this time, and it's just like, just randomly yeah. in the day, going to talk to yeah. Warren Buffett. Like, that's just his thing yeah. today. And he's it's always just, on time, like to the minute. And, right. She always said. Yeah. right on time. And but did you like, see the, the way he reads? You see it in the trailer. Mm, no. When he looks yeah. at a computer screen and it shows him when he's young and then even when he's older. Oh. His eyes, his, just his eyes just going crazy back and forth. Yeah. Like he, he just, how you said the superpower that you wanted, I think <laughs> Bill Gates has it, dude. I think he's like, got he's it. He's got it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But um, yeah, he had, I, I read an article, this was a while ago, about the house that he had, one of maybe many, obviously, tons of houses that he has. When you get there, you you kind of like sign in on like a computer or something like that, uh -huh. and you say like what, temperature you're most comf comfortable at and then you get like a a little like clip thing that goes onto your belt so any room that you walk oh into God. it brings it down to that temperature or up to that temperature wow so a guy like that who has a house that can do something like that um he doesn't have to care about what's going on in a third world country why would he care mm -hmm. but he that that's sure the kind of guy he is, and I know he started. And maybe they get into this. I'm um, I'm assuming that they do 
and because it's only like three episodes, right? Like three hours. Three episodes, episodes, yeah. He he started with a couple other billionaires, um, this club basically to give away their money. Yeah. Um, while they're alive or after they die. I think I think when Warren and, Buffett dies too, the same thing, and the money's just yeah. And I know um, uh, Steve, not Steve, John, the owner of uh, owner of Amazon. Oh, uh, well, I can't think of it. I know you're talking about, though. Yeah. Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Bezos. When him and his wife divorced, she got like $35 billion and immediately signed into this club because wow. she's like, I don't I'm never going to spend this amount of money. So then well, they, they they kind of tell where they're going to give it to. And again, it can be while they're alive or after they're dead. So and he started this thing for billionaires. He's like, let's let's what do we need all this shit for? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, amazing, man. Impressive guy. There, there are still some good people out there, and I'm sure yeah. you can find things that Bill Gates has done through the years that people say, yeah. "Oh, he's terrible," and you know the the fighting with Steve Jobs and all that. But in the end, you know, a lot of what we take for granted every single day, he had a major part in doing. I mean, the fact that Chris and I are mm-hmm. sitting here right now, podcasting mm-hmm. through the internet, like his hands right. were definitely in this. The fact we have windows open up with Chris's face that I can see, and the you know yep. like. That's all of that, man. It's yep. it's amazing. And the fact that he's able to give back because of creating all that is awesome. So I definitely recommend it. It's called uh, Inside Bill's Brain, Decoding Bill Gates. It's a three-part documentary and uh, definitely well worth a watch. Yeah, uh, definitely. For sure. Uh, one other thing that came out this week, and we've seen a trailer, I think, already for this. Uh, but it's actually the, the movie itself is not releasing until uh, another week or so. It's October 11th. And I think it's going to have a limited theatrical run. And then it's going to be on Netflix, mm. and that's El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Yeah. And uh, it's being described as an American neo-Western crime drama film that serves as a continuation of the television series Breaking Bad. And uh, Vince Gilligan, uh, he, I guess he's on it again, writing, producing it, and directing it. And, of course, Aaron Paul is coming back as Jesse Pinkman. And um, what do you think, man, of this trailer? Uh, the, I, the, this trailer is awesome. This really got me excited for the show. They did a tr- uh, teaser one maybe like a month ago. Mm. And I think just enough time has passed between when Breaking Bad ended till that trailer where it didn't really get me excited. I knew I was going to watch it. But this this trailer really the got tone me. Of just trailer, see- man. Yeah, because you don't see Jesse in the, that teaser trailer. Now you see him and the scars that he has. What has literal, he been through? Literal, right? Yeah. When when that when that guy, I can't remember his name. Like the guy, his two friends that were like you know, <laughs> yeah. his dealers. Yeah. He opens the door and he's there, just like with the beard and the long hair, and you're just like, what has he gone through? And uh, dude, it looks. I, what you you said like nailed it. Like the tone of Breaking Bad. There's never been a show like that. Just it's no. very like quiet. There's not a lot of music and stuff like that, and it's just like very like methodical the way that it went through. I wonder if that's how they're going to do this show I, or the movie. I would assume if it's in the Breaking Bad world, they might. But this seems almost like a little bit more like action packed than. Yeah, well, it looks like he's Breaking on Bad the run. I mean, we see there's a sign saying that he's wanted. Yeah. And uh, you yeah, know. that's true. And then yeah. who, dude? Who is it that comes up to him? You see, the person has like the gun on their hip, and they kind of like pin him. Whose voice is that? 
Oh, and they say something to him, right? Yeah. The, uh, I can't uh, is that, am I missing that? Is that supposed to be somebody that we're supposed to know? Like, it probably is, but I was just like, who the hell is that? I think who's like still, see, it's been, it's been so long. And, yeah, you don't want to spoil too much. Which, by the way, if you've never watched Breaking Bad, oh do yourself God. a favor. Honestly, it's one of, if not the only show on television that actually gets better as it goes on. Mm. Most, most shows just have, kind of have that arc and you know they're kind of yeah. good and then they get great and then they just fall off by the end or they're really great in the beginning and you just fall down. This show, the just the the arc of mm. Mr. White is just <laughs> amazing. Like it, it, and then just... Jesse's character, it is oh man, it is honestly probably I hey I'm a Game of Thrones guy. Love me some Game of Thrones. But mm. I mean, this show, just when you step back, even in like Sopranos, I look back, Sopranos is one of my favorite shows of all time. But like, mm. I mean, this show is just like you said, like it's it, best. It, it didn't wear out its welcome. They didn't keep it around for too long just because it was popular. They told the story and ended the show. And, and it you knew the end result of Walter White. I think in the second season, they, they said, you know, he was going to die. Mm. So even knowing that, through you know three more seasons didn't didn't ruin any of that show it's a brilliantly made show like the very the last season is just incredible incredible when you just brian cranston the arc that that character goes on from the very first episode you see him where he's he's literally mr engard our chemistry teacher from high school (laughs) and then he becomes freaking uh you know by the end it's 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 awesome yeah because he could have stopped at any time anytime and he just kept and the on. reason he did it all was like <laughs> such a right thing. The guy thought he was dying of cancer, so he's trying to yeah. help his family out. Right. And then he just ends up becoming the best. He creates the most perfect form of meth ever, and just which the all man. Is, all that is is blue rock candy. Is it really? That's what they use. And you can go into like those candy stores, uh-huh. and they now sell just blue rock candy. That's and that funny. is that's, that's the blue. Funny. Yep. Uh, let's see. Speaking of just favorite shows, this past week, Chris, it was the yeah. 71st annual Primetime Emmy Awards. Right. You excited for the Emmys? I, I don't, I like award shows. I don't like read so much into them because it's very obviously subjective, but it's nice like when, um, a show you like or an actor you like gets noticed and, and wins something. Mm-hmm. Not that that makes a show any better. But um, for me, it was Bill Hader winning. I see. I didn't see his speech, but the fact that he won for Barry is awesome. It is awesome. Like you know, just this dude who was just on Saturday Night Live is now doing like this great comma slash drama. But even John Oliver winning too, man. Like John Oliver. Yeah. I mean, he does his show is kind of kind of what he did before with the Daily Show, but still. But um, for me, I really had more interest than normal because. You were saying like Game of Thrones, like to me, man, like Chernobyl. No, what? Okay, go ahead. Chernobyl. Chernobyl is like not only like the best show this year; it literally is maybe the best show I've ever seen in my life. I completely agree with you, though, dude. I, I totally do. I'm there. Yeah. I'm I'm completely I, with you. I say Game yeah. of Thrones more because it's been, you know, when I think of like the show that I was there for eight years, like lost or one of those shows, like in mm-hmm. Sopranos, those, those I hold in one level. But if you ask me like, what is the best freaking show you've probably ever seen? Chernobyl now out of nowhere is, is right there, man. I've oh never seen anything like that ever. No. Ever. And it's just, it, it, you know, just because it's true and there's, you know, there's some falsities in there, but, um, 
the, the mo- most the majority of it is true and to have the podcast that we listen to go along with it just to oh, hammer so home good. those those fine details that you know i would watch an episode and then listen to the episode of the podcast that went along with it and it just made it more real mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean and just some of those things where you're I, I got to the point where i was like watching an episode of chernobyl and i couldn't wait to go listen to that episode of the podcast me too because I'm, I'm i'm watching something on the screen i'm like i hope they talk about that in the podcast and if that is real <laughs> yeah. and then they would and almost every single time uh the guy craig mazin who also won for best writer yes. um he would almost oh the guy who's hosting with him would say did that really happen and he would almost always say that really happened yep that really happened it's it's just an absolutely incredible story, um, and 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 the same thing. Like that's a limited series, obviously, it, it just one for one season. Limited series or limited they're, they're limited not. series, right? Is that what it was? And then Game yeah. of Thrones won for outstanding drama series, which Chernobyl was not a part of. So it's more right. like those are more right. like the long formatted running shows, Chernobyl because it was limited. But if Chernobyl was up against Game of Thrones, hell yeah! yeah. And I'm, I'll be honest with you, like. I think Game of Thrones really only won because they had those. There was like two or three big episodes where like nothing, no money like that had ever been spent on an mm-hmm. episode in television. Where they had like the the one, uh, I think the final episode with a massive battle there. Then there was the um, the Winterfell battle where it was just nighttime and just looked insane. Nothing mm-hmm. like that had ever really been done or produced on the on that scale or level ever on television. Right. But if you kind of step back and just look at how they rushed the season. Like, yeah. it shouldn't have won for that alone, dude. The fact that they had a water bottle and a Starbucks cup in the middle of the friggin' things. Like, how are you winning? I Which mean, got made fun of, by the way, during good. the broadcast. Yeah. Should have. Um, it's terrible. Let me, but let they me ask you. Though, editing, but, I'm sure. <laughs> like, do you feel that Game of Thrones won for this final season or the totality of the show? Well, it, it should have won for. Like, if you're going to put it up now, it should have won for the season where, like, when I look at Lord of the Rings, Return of the King won for the totality for the of everything. Thing. Like, honestly, like as much as I love Return of the King, like, I think probably Two Towers should have won it that the year it ran as well. But it didn't. Yeah. They just gave it to Return of the King. Where in this case, like, Game of Thrones, there's better seasons, man. And they won. Did they ever win Outstanding Drama? Mm, I don't know. I don't know if they ever did, but I, I know, know like Peter Dinklage won this year and he's won that award multiple times and he deserves right. it. I mean, the guy freaking awesome at what he's done right? Um, <clears throat> with that character. But I, I just, I don't know. I so you just don't like that. Like, I, I, and you're, you're never going to get the answer, but I, I feel like the way that the final episode or the final season was received yeah. is that because that's just fandom these days. And like, you know, whenever a show ends, people just have to hate it or, you know, it, it doesn't seem like it lived up to the previous seasons. Man, not at all. So, so, so why, why does it deserve this I don't know. award? Because and, and honestly, it, for, for me, and I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, now I'm going to start raging about game of Thrones. The, <laughs> the, the, the biggest letdown for me wasn't even the way that the show necessarily ended in kind of the state of all the characters. Mm-hmm. It was the White Walker situation, man. Did you hear mm-hmm. kind of how all that went down? The whole In freaking show, dude, has been about the White Walkers. Yeah. Winter is coming. Oh, it's the worst. We're all going right. to die. The very first scene of the whole freaking series is yeah. the White Walkers. And like the whole time we've been watching the show, I remember almost after every season just saying like, yeah, all this drama is here, but that's not the big threat. The big threat is truly coming. Finally, the threat is here in the second episode, and they kill the the, the white king or whatever the, the heck king. his name is, yeah. and it's that's it. And that's they're it. done. 
no explanation, no nothing, done in an episode. And it's like, why? And it's because they had to rush. Why did they need to make that final season? Even though they said the final season really was the last two seasons, they should have just let them go and have that be the way it goes. Like if George RR Martin, like if, if, and I, Bad on him for not writing the final book before this came out, because now whatever he writes, <laughs> if he finally does go change it, is just going to throw everything out. But like, mm-hmm. that's really he set those White Walkers up really for that to go out that fast. That's true, there's right, no way. True. There's no even though he did have his, a hand in writing a lot of this stuff and kind of at least producing it. Mm-hmm. I, I just that's what killed me this last season and the fact that it won. Honestly, as a Game of Thrones fan, was kind of disappointing because it was like really like. And be I'll be honest with you. Better shows um, out there. My wife and I watched the first three seasons, and then we watched the very last two episodes. Really? Because after three seasons, both of us were like, "It's good," <laughs> and but but we but we never like had that urge to rush and go back to to continue it. Uh-huh. But the last two episodes, and I told her, I'm like, "Do you want to like just?" Just watch the last couple episodes of Game of Thrones. You have to, right? Because everybody's going to be just talking to about see, it. Yeah, and I don't feel like I missed out on a lot. <laughs> I knew all the characters. I knew the dude who they gave the throne to at the end. Yep. I knew what happened. You know, I I knew everything. And I think yeah. a lot. Some of it was through talking to people and social media and stuff like that. But I got three three seasons worth of all these characters in. And I felt like I st- I wasn't lost in the very end of it. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't as up on it as everybody. Like in- insanely well done. Very, you know. Oh yeah, incredible. Well, that, right. That's what really brought me to it. Was like I'm I'm always into fantasy, and even my wife loves fantasy and all that stuff. And then to have a series represent that, but in a very grounded, real way, you know, where they're they're right. swearing, and it just seems like this is a totally different. Like this is totally the complete opposite yeah. of Lord of the Rings. Like you know, Lord of the Rings is very formal in a lot of their ways, and and this yeah. was just like gritty and dirty, and so that's why I always gravitated to it, and, and really it was more about the characters. But in the end, that in my mind, the whole time, the White Walkers have always been that threat. Like everyone's waiting. And they for just that, literally yeah. just threw it away. I mean, mm-hmm. there's probably been three or four seasons that ended with you thinking the White Walkers were going to be there the next season because they would quickly show you know, the blue eyes or something crazy, right, the final right, right. scene, and then never do it again. And then they show it again in the next season. You're like, oh, it's coming. And finally <laughs> we're here. And no. Nothing. Oh, it was just it was just a letdown, man. You know what it is? You know why my wife wasn't big on it? And she kind of has a point. Um, nobody in the entire show is like good natured. <laughs> No, it's true. Yeah, everyone is just out for themselves, and everyone's to kill everybody. Well, that's the and, point. And, that's the and, game and of the Thrones, the dude. Exactly. That's what it is. I, I know that, but but you got there's there's no like comic relief or just like everybody's just <laughs> miserable, and I get it. Like you're living in the shit that's world, why I but loved it, man, yeah, because yeah, it was gritty. Yeah. It was like if you know if you're put in these situations, it's survival of the fittest. You know, it's true. It, it's almost like Gladiator. You know, Gladiator. There's nothing happy or funny in the movie yeah, gladiator yeah. it's just a gritty reality and that's kind of what this was right um but i don't know the emmys are what they are um, yeah i just feel like they should have uh, uh uh an award for that like completed series awards do do do, do a category <laughs> of mention. all of all uh shows that have are done 
and give them because I just don't feel like Game of Thrones earned it for that season. Yeah, agree. When they should have got it for other seasons that maybe they did. And I don't know if they did. Great. It's probably deserving. But um, I don't like this giving it to, uh, you know, in totality because you're now you're done and it's an epic show and it'll be remembered forever. So here's your award. I just don't like that part of it. Two quick things here before we uh, get ready to wrap it up with the podcast here is um, number one, speaking of shows ending a show that just seems like it's not going to end and actually one for animated show was the simpsons man the simpsons oh, it did winning win? it won like really? what, what is the 33rd awesome. season or something how great is that simpsons awesome. winning i love that but then yeah. the other thing i wanted to mention is I, it's been this way the last few years and really trending but this year when you go through these nominated tv shows I mean, do we even call them TV shows? They're streaming shows. So many of these things, and especially the winners, were all from streaming services. Mm -hmm. Hulu, Netflix, Amazon. You know, like the the Emmys now have just kind of gone. And I wonder, is it because those services can spend more money? Like Game of Thrones had a budget of $500 or whatever it is, where, you know, a show on sci-fi that may be a fantasy show, they can't compete with that. You know, or even like, I mean, the one that won a lot was uh, the Miss Maisel show. And it's yeah. like that's what's that on Hulu, and Amazon, Amazon, and Amazon. But they got the money to spend and make the show as great. Get get all the it's writers, true, get everybody they need. You know, it's very so true. It's just interesting to see very it kind true. of trending that way now. Yep. Um. Yep. All right, what you got for a podcast recommendation this weekend? All right, so there's a uh, a really it's it's a cool podcast because it started off one way and it ended another. It's it's not on anymore. I think it did like sixty some episodes. Ended a couple of years ago. Um, it's called Wolf Three Fifty Nine, and it's a it's a drama uh, podcast. So it's a story that's being told, and it's it's fictional. It's not real, but it's funny. In the beginning, it's about this um, like this uh, spaceship that's like orbiting the this star called wolf 359 and they get like stuck out in space and it's like the audio logs from like the crew oh nice and it's hysterical in the beginning it's it's really fun it's really really funny um and just about like things that they do to like to occupy their time and and things like it pretty much focuses on one character and like he does things like he's concerned that they're going to run out of toothpaste so he withholds like one the one tube of toothpaste and everybody else wants to use it and he just goes through the reasons why he needs to like keep it and stuff like that so it's funny but something like changes i don't know around when a little bit more than like halfway through where it really becomes like a like sci-fi like thriller Hmm. drama show and it it really goes into a different yeah it goes into like a a different style of you you think it's just gonna be always this comedy show but then then there's there's there becomes a an overarching story and i don't want to give anything away of what happens to them while they're out there in the beginning it was just like uh just you almost could listen to the the episodes out of order if you wanted to because it was just each one was different if you just knew that, stuff yeah almost like a but welcome then, to night veil where you could kind of yeah kind of yeah. like that yeah but um then it, then like i said as they they really like honed in on a story it becomes like a great, like this could be a really cool like movie. Awesome. I don't want to give anything away. All right. I think there's like, like six, 60 some episodes. How long quick. are they? They're, uh, they're like 20 minutes long, okay. 15, 20 minutes long. They're not, they're not long at all. But if you want a good, just like from beginning to end, crazy little niche kind of uh, podcast, mm-hmm. 
go with that. Wolf really 359. Good. Real, right. Wolf 359. Yeah, it's good. Check it out. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, let's wrap this one up, Chris. Yeah. Uh, next week, let's see, we're recording on Tuesday night. So the Destiny Shadow Keep expansion won't be out at that point. Maybe a couple hints on that next week, and maybe not too much. Um, what else is going to be out between now I and then? I don't know. Oh, I, but you I, know what we didn't talk about tonight? Darn it. What? Hmm. American Horror Story. Did you watch save the first it. episode? No, save it because I haven't watched it yet. All right, we'll watch it next we'll week. We'll do it next week. If All right. People listening to this, if you haven't watched it, please, please watch that show. If, if right. you've watched other seasons and you don't think it's for you, this may be the season that might be for you <laughs> because it's it's just super cool, man, what they're yeah. doing. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, right. So yeah, we'll talk about that next week then, definitely. And I'm sure you know there'll be something between now and then. I'm sure that we're forgetting right now that we'll be jumping into. I saw into. actually right before we were going to record. I think on Freeform on Sunday, there's going to be like a special about Galaxy's Edge. Yes, you know, like Star Wars tweeted that out. They're doing a, a, this whole weekend. I think they're doing all kinds oh, all of weekend? just random things on all across all their networks. And then on Freeform, yes, there's going to be, it's like a two-hour thing. And I forget who hosts it. I think it's like, I saw Neil Patrick Harris That's who it is, yeah. Neil Patrick it, Harris hosts okay. it. Okay. I don't right. think I'm going to watch it, though. I know. I'm so torn don't watch on it, that. Dude. I'm telling you right now. We don't even, like, we watched, you mentioned Tim Tracker on YouTube. We watched Tim Tracker. We watched Disney Food Blog, um, like DFSY Newscast or something yeah. like that. We have all these people that we watch, like Disney bloggers and that, or vloggers, I guess you want to call them. I refuse to watch actual footage from within galaxy's edge i've i've seen of course what disney has shown a little bit right yeah but them doing the walkthroughs i'll get him i'll hear impressions if you want to tell me about it all day long i'll listen to it don't want to see it don't want to see it till i'm there i think i'm with you don't watch that special on freeform on saturday or sunday maybe maybe record it and we can watch it you can watch it after the fact yeah i'm sure it'll probably be available online but yeah all right you want that stuff to be surprised man i know i do i do i'm going to actually saturday here uh near the house our local library i did this last year too they have they call it SuperCon, and it's uh they take a it's the there's an agricultural center here and they have like 30 or 40 vendors comic book artists like collectors some of the comic shops show up and then the 501st we're going to be there. So nice. I think myself, there may be one other trooper there. And then one of the R2 guys is going to be there. So he's bringing his R2, full life-size R2-D2. Oh, nice. And I'll have a little canine thing zipping around too. So maybe I'll get some pictures of me and the, the R2. Maybe I'll get some video of that too. Because, dude, the way those guys do those things are just crazy. They're freaking awesome. The one guy, I don't know if this is the guy that's going to be there. There's two people I've trooped with. One of the guys has the Nintendo Wiimote, like uh, the nunchucks <laughs> with the analog sticks. Okay. Somehow he pre-programmed them. I don't know what he did. And he put, he usually either he'll dress in regular clothes or I've seen him dress as like an Imperial officer, but the regular clothes is usually what he does. He puts his hands in his pockets with the nunchucks and just stands off to the side and just with his hands in his pocket. He's just controlling the R2 and R2 is like, you know, going all around, spinning, head spins, making noises, bleep, blooping. It's so cool. That's amazing. But that's like a lot of money. So (laughs) I mean, they're all like engineers, you know, that do it all. Oh yeah. So cause they they build them by hand, man. It's crazy. You can make one in galaxy's edge for 10 grand. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, all right. I do have my, I do have my rides all. Did I tell you that? Like everything's all set up. You were going to, so you're all good to go. Yeah. It's all set up. Yeah. We're good. Yep. Um, I can't wait to hear everything. Avatar ride. I think we're doing on Thursday. Flight flights of passage. Yeah. Oh man. So it's so good, man. That is like, 
Oh, see, I'm, I'm kind of bummed because I told you what it is. Do you remember? I mean, you probably remember what I was saying. Uh, I, I remember parts of it. I had no clue what that ride was, so I think that's why yeah. I was just awestruck in the moment, like when it happened. Yeah. I almost like passed out. I was so excited. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but actually, that'll be me on Millennium Falcon. I'll be the first person to die on the Millennium Falcon ride. <laughs> I'll just be hitting the buttons and just have a heart attack. Uh, but all right, well, let's wrap it up, guys. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at The Enthused Life or follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk. That's M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. You can email the show, theenthusedlife at gmail.com. Chris, hockey season is up around the corner. Yep. SB Nation's own Chris Macell. You can catch him there. Uh, what, what is the uh, Avalanche page you write for? Mile High Hockey. Mile High Hockey. Mile High Hockey. When is that yep. kicking back into gear here? In a week or so, right? Right now. No, we're already doing it because it's preseason. Oh, so we're writing? doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Send yeah, them yeah. out, man. We'll retweet Yep. All right. So if, you read, if you're a fan of hockey and specifically the Colorado Avalanche, <laughs> Chris has got you covered. We've really <laughs> narrowed our, our audience down if there's Very, a, yeah, uh, yes. an Avalanche fan out there. Uh, all right. So, everybody, thank you here as always for making us a part of your week. However, you're tuning in with us through iTunes, through Budbane, or your podcast service <laughs> of choice. Thank you so much. And with that, I'll catch you next week. Later. Jason. Jason. Jason.